The shoes are worn in just the right spots, with laces that have seen better days. This is what happens when you've been wearing the same trainers to the gym for years. Considering Jordan Spieth is sponsored by Under Armour, you'd think you'd be ready for a fresh pair. But there's something about the way these shoes fit and continue to stay intact, while taking a regular beating that makes him keep them around. So what makes these trainers so special? Well, they just happen to be the impetus behind Spieth's latest signature shoe, the Spieth 3. Now, Spieth isn't quitting his day job anytime soon, but for the past two plus years, he's been moonlighting as a shoe designer in his free time, offering feedback and input to Under Armour on golf shoes that bear his name. For the latest equipment episode of the Golf.com podcast, we're briefly shifting gears away from clubs and balls to talk golf shoes, Jordans to be specific. During a recent sit-down with the 25-year-old, he let me in on the role he plays in the creation process, why he was initially hesitant about creating his own shoe line, and texts he recently exchanged with Steph Curry about the Speed 3. But before we get to the interview, here are three gear thoughts on my mind as we transition out of the equipment launch and signing season. Well, that was fast. For all the questions surrounding Justin Rose's move to Honma and Ricky Fowler's tailor-made ball deal, it ended up taking both players two starts apiece to find the winner's circle. To be clear, this isn't common. Most players will tell you there is a learning curve with new gear, particularly a different ball. But that curve was non-existent in these particular cases. It's the kind of tour validation Honma and TaylorMade were hoping to achieve when they inked Rose and Fowler in January. For Honma, the timing of Rose's win coincides nicely with the release of the Rose Proto Irons, which are scheduled to drop in March. It's the same situation for TaylorMade with the release of their new TP5X ball, even if Ricky Fowler's final round in Phoenix was anything but a casual stroll around the course. The doubters have been silenced and it only took a month to make it happen. Bryson DeChambeau has always fashioned himself as an equipment trendsetter, but more than ever before, his peers are starting to pay attention to a specific area of his game, that being his putting. The armlock method DeChambeau currently employs is unconventional. It requires the grip to rest against the forearm to achieve a stable stroke through impact. Of the countless anchoring methods that were banned by the USGA and RNA in 2016, arm lock was spared. The reason? The governing bodies deemed the grip resting against the forearm to be an extension of the arm. DeChambeau, Matt Kuchar, and Webb Simpson have logged wins with the method, but for the most part, arm lock usage on tour has remained low. But that could be changing this year. Following DeChambeau's Tour 2018, where he won four times, players have started to come out of the woodwork to give arm lock a try. The latest being Adam Scott and Bubba Watson, who recently tried the method for the first time within the last month. Watson even revealed he'd been texting with DeChambeau to pick his brain on the technique. Counting Scott and Watson as converts doesn't mean arm lock is on the verge of becoming a full-blown trend, but it's a start. If either finds success on the greens with arm lock, don't be surprised if others struggling on the greens give it a shot. With the early part of the season acting as a tune-up for the majors, there's no better time to tinker and see if something different works. Is Homa's Vizard Shaft the second coming of TaylorMade's burner bubble? I'll be honest, I can't even remember the last time a tour winner won with a shaft made by an equipment manufacturer until Justin Rose's victory at Torrey Pines. These days, nearly every shaft on tour is created by a shaft-specific manufacturer. But Rose broke the mold by choosing the company's Vizard over other options on the market when he made the switch to Honma. 
Rose was reportedly seeing upwards of four miles an hour ball speed with the new driver's shaft build, so you can understand why he'd want to switch. In terms of what Vizard's emergence on tour means for the rest of the shaft industry as a whole, it's likely nothing more than a blip on the radar. Outside of Ping, very few OEMs see the financial benefit in designing their own shafts, which is why you won't see anyone else following suit and taking this part of the design process in-house. Of course, if Rose stays hot, there's always a chance players could start requesting a Honma driver with the Vizard shaft to test. It's definitely something to watch as the year goes on. And with that, let's get to Jordan. All right, Jordan Spieth. Hey, hey. What's going on? Thanks for being on the podcast. Glad to be here. So if somebody would have told you when you were you know, 13 or 14 years old that you'd have your own signature shoe when you grew up, what, what do you think your younger self would have said? I would have said, man, I turned really cocky. That's what I would have said. <laughs> and uh, that was my hesitation to start with the shoes, to be honest. And then I looked at it from a whole different perspective, not like a MJ type of thing, more like a, um, hey, I get to have a collaboration with Under Armour using their technology and, and what I want to see in a shoe to um, help produce a potentially performance enhancing uh, equipment um, on your feet. You know, golf, for the most part, when you look at golf shoes going back historically, it's been dress shoes with spikes and only recently has it turned into more athletic looking golf shoes. And now, you know, with this shoe, this is a significant increase in technology within a shoe that's actually using, you know, ground force measurement to, to actually help stabilize and uh, make it more consistent through the ground, which should help, should help you in your swing. So, I mean, a lot of people know you're, you're a busy guy playing, playing golf for a living. How much time do you take to, to kind of put yourself in the design process? How many, how many versions of the shoe do you see with the Speed 3 um, before you kind of come to a version where you say, yeah, this is something that I'm ready to wear on the golf course full time? Yeah, so it's a good question. It's about um, two years in advance normally where I start seeing the initial drawings of it. And then um, from there I can kind of talk about, hey, this is what I'd like to see. And with the Speed 3, what happened was I brought a couple of my favorite training shoes and said, man, I wear these every day. A couple of them are like two, three years old, but they're just like the laces are all messed up. But they're my favorite Under Armour training shoes that I use in the gym doing the moves that I train for my golf swing and said, hey, how can we make my golf shoes feel like these? And uh, so the initial drawings came out. Then I'm able to say, hey, aesthetically, I like this more, this more. Can we add this fabric? You know, whatever it may be. And then I see maybe two or three different versions before um, the final product is, is there. Um, and, you know, these, these happen on shoots that I have with Under Armour or um, they'll come to a, a golf tournament and we'll set aside time at the beginning of a week to, to do a meeting for, you know, it, it only takes 30 minutes or so or maybe an hour, um, depending on how much we're going to talk about it, to then go and use that feedback elsewhere. And uh, I'm... I'm really pumped and blessed that Under Armour wants that from me. I mean, that, that's awesome that I feel like what I say has that much impact on the shoe. Um, and because my, you know, name's on it, I take responsibility for it and don't want to put out, you know, a, a half-assed product, you know, I want it to be something that's, um, that's premium that will actually help your game. So one of the big things with the new shoe is you wanted to up the traction 
Was, was there anything in particular as you wore the previous version that made you say, look, I, I want a little bit more, just, just to feel a little bit more grounded, a little bit more stable there? And as you've worn the new shoe now, are there, are you, have there been examples of you being on the golf course where you've noticed that, that up in, in the traction? So my number one concern with the traction was because I was looking at hopefully making the Speed 3 lighter. And when you make it lighter, you just think, you know, there's no way it's going to be as stable. Um, because it's you're not weighed into the ground as much, but um, what we were able to do was put this um, this TPU fabric around the middle of the shoe that wraps around the backside, essentially across your what's called a Hendrix Hendrix torsion bar in your foot, um, which is where everything is connected. It's how your foot twists, turns, pushes off, lands into, um, and so when the shoe was able to be made lighter with this TPU and this Smart Weave technology that Under Armour has. Um, we needed that added stability, um, and this this torsion bar, this this TPU that goes around the shoe there, makes that possible. And so it, it wasn't so much that I felt like I needed improved traction. It was, hey, if they're going to be lighter, um, don't we need to make sure that they're as stable or, or even better? And they're a little bit. Um, they feel a little lower lying to the ground, which I like. I feel closer to the ground. So when I'm walking on a green, I can feel it better. When I'm um, through the through the golf swing, I feel like my feet are essentially you know gripping the ground, which is um, another um, little bit of a difference maker you'll feel on the three versus the two. So obviously, you mentioned the fact that it's lighter for for people that are going to be going out to get it. I mean, what was the initial reaction for you when you slipped it on? I mean, was yeah. it was it noticeably lighter? I mean, how does that help you when when you're going out on the golf course? I mean, obviously, I'm sure it does over the course of a round. Yeah. So. Uh, it was it was noticeable when I slipped it on and I started and I just started picking up my feet and walking around. I'm like, man, this this actually does feel like that tennis shoe, mm -hmm. like this this smart weave up here, this this really on the top of the shoe that's used. Uh, I don't know how they made it waterproof, but it is, and that's incredible given um, it's it's so lightweight and it's so flexible up there, um, but it still has all the stability that you need through the bottom of the foot. To where you feel like you've got all this movement when you're walking, you feel really light, real easy to walk with. But when you're swinging, you feel kind of stuck to that ground. And it's just, and that's the idea. That's what I like in a golf shoe. I mean, everyone's different. Um, I made this. I mean, I, my input was was selfish. It was this is what I think will help me. It's got your name on it. If it happens to help a consumer, fantastic. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. But to me, if it helps me out, that's number one priority. I mean, in all honesty, it was. Uh, and, and I feel like if it does help me, therefore it, it would help somebody else. But um, when I felt it, when I put it on, I felt the difference. I felt like I was lower lying already to the to, to the ground. I felt felt closer. And then um, uh, after playing in it, there's been a couple occasions where I've gotten back to the hotel room and not even recognized I still had my golf shoes on. Like I, I I forgot to go to the locker room and change back into my tennis shoes. And I got back and I'm like. Oh man! Now I got to wear my golf shoes down in the morning to the locker room in the hotel because I didn't even realize I just came back in them. And when that happened, I was like, "This is awesome." That's like the golf glove in the back of your pocket, but to another extreme. Right, right. <laughs> That's as if you were wearing your golf glove and right. didn't even yeah. know, right? But this is uh, they just they. I remember playing junior golf and being done with you know a, a rain delayed round. And, or a long day at the course and taking my shoes off and just having that like, ah, oh, I just took them off. You know, like they were just like a, a burden. And to be able to, to not have that, not only not have that, but think I was wearing my tennis shoes is, is totally different. It's cool. 
So when, when you put a new club in the bag, there's a little bit of an adjustment period. When you put a new shoe on that maybe you haven't worn before, like you did with the Speed 2, is there any sort of an adjustment period and, and how long does it typically take you to break in a new pair? Nothing like those old, the, the older shoes that I used to wear. I, there's, I put these on, I mean, shoot, the ones I have on right this second, I just put on here because they're cleaner than the ones I just got back from the tournament in last night. But uh, um, I'm putting them on walking around and I, I don't feel like there has to be an adjustment. I've never had any blisters. I've never had experiences like that um, because you shouldn't, just like tennis shoes. Do you have to break in tennis shoes? Not, not really. Um, the idea is the way that they're built, the fabric that they use is already kind of ha has that, that built-in flexibility and maneuverability to them. What do you love most about, about designing shoes? I mean, this is, this is something a little bit different than yeah. playing golf. I mean, you, you have your own signature shoe. Uh, what do you love most about it? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't exactly look at myself as a fashion designer when I um, started on the PGA Tour, but um, having the opportunity to utilize Under Armour's technology and, and you know, their extreme advances in, in their products, um, it's been fun to sit there and say, wow, like, I mean, look at how many different advantages I feel using what Under Armour has versus other companies. Um, how we're able to actually put something on my feet that I'm like, man, other, nobody else can do this is, is how I feel. Um, and I, it's, it's awesome. I mean, to, like, I, like I mentioned before, for me to, to say something and then all of a sudden they just, they, they know how to kind of work their magic and put that um, into an actual shoe. And then I put it on and I'm like, wow, that's exactly what I was saying. Yeah. I, it's, 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 I imagine, unusual, um, and I feel lucky for that. So Steph Curry's obviously an, also an Under Armour guy, uh, also a big golfer. Did, when you guys ever see each other, does he ever kind of bounce ideas off of you or anything like that? I mean, just because he's got his own signature shoe line, right. you do too. Um, again, him being a golfer, do you guys ever talk, talk to like shoe design or anything like that? Yeah, you know, I, he sent me a text not too long ago saying, man, those Speed 3s look really clean is what he was saying. And, I was like, yeah, man, I mean, we got to obviously get you in a pair and, and get you trying them because, and, and I think we could use more of that, right? Like between Under Armour athletes, we already feel like a family. Uh, Under Armour does a great job of incorporating each other into a lot of our kind of uh, stuff that we do. Uh, and I think more questions about that with somebody who is pretty specific about what they like on their feet and has been involved in like a design process as well would be useful. Um, we haven't done a ton of that yet, but I think that's what's next. Favorite thing about the shoe, you know, we talked about the traction, talked about the, how light it is, but the favorite thing about the shoe that you like that maybe somebody picking it up for the first time might not be able to, to see when, they, when they're looking at the shoe. This, definitely this um, TPU bar that runs along what I was calling that Hendrix torsion bar. Uh, that's that's what's notable noticeable on here it's 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 not there for um the looks it's diagonal uh on the front of the foot and it runs back around the back and i just i just feel like um when i put my foot in it and you just think about where your foot is in relation to that it's okay it's holding this in it's holding your heel in in the back side and in the front side of the foot you have this movement walking you know when you do your walking um it's going to feel like a tennis shoe but when you're trying to rotate and you're torquing it's holding you right in place on the back, and when you go into the front, it's just unloading right, in, right into the front side of the foot. So it should be 
as consistent as anything that you can put on your feet. So it's that, that little thing that kind of looks maybe a little weird going across diagonal across the front of the foot that has just so much thought into it to actually help your golf game. Important part of the shoe is obviously making sure that it's stable for you, light, so you can wear it on the golf course. Where, where do the, the looks of the shoe kind of fall into the priority list? I mean, do, I'm sure that you just want a shoe that's going to perform for you, but, but I'm sure you also want something that looks good when you're, when you're on the golf course. Yeah, you want something that uh, not only is not distracting looking, I mean, you see your shoes on every one of your shots. And so you, if you can have something that uh, feel, feel and performance is probably first and foremost, but the, the looks are massively important. You need something that looks really clean uh, to where when you stand over it, it's something that's not messing you up, but it's also something that maybe could potentially help align you a little bit better. Or um, if nothing else, you just look down and you're like, man, those things actually look really cool. And this combination of uh, this fabric on top and kind of the way things were welded in, there's just there's a lot of thought into the shoe. There's just been a lot of research into the shoe. Uh, and in, we're going to have a bunch of really cool color plays around the, the major championships. So there's going to be your, your four um, standard colors that you're going to, color waves that you're going to see um, at retail. And then I've got a special shoe at each major that's going to incorporate that major championship and that venue itself um, into the shoe. Uh, examples being, you know, the Pebble Beach you're going to have, uh, you know, the insides of the shoe are going to have designed uh, with kind of artist depiction of Pebble Beach, and there's going to be um, kind of the color color waves that go along with that. Augusta, obviously, you got your green mixed in, um, and a lot of my history at Augusta, the scores, the winning scores, and that kind of stuff um, mixed in. So there'll be these kind of cool one-off pops for each major championship this year. Uh, that I've already seen that are that are pretty awesome that are going to come with kind of a limited availability. Favorite off the course shoes that you're wearing right now? I'm wearing these. Uh, I don't know what they're called. They're these kind of slip on. Um, hey, I wore them here. These hang around shoes. Uh, any anytime I have to tie laces, I when I'm just you know walking somewhere or driving, I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. I'll just I'll just wear something slip on. So uh, and they're really good looking too, but. Um, I can't. I can't remember what they're called, to be honest. Were you at all a sneakerhead growing up? I mean, did you? I know your brother. Your brother plays hoops, um, but did you ever? Did you ever kind of geek out on on you know any of the shoes that were coming out? Not really. I wasn't really a sneakerhead. Uh, I played basketball and always wanted you know, always wanted kind of whatever was out at the time, whether they were the Iversons or you know the, the certain Jordans that were out or whatever. But um, I typically. Uh, it's only been kind of recently where I've really enjoyed kind of having, you know, all of Steph's models, you know, I like having all his. And then even though I'm never in a football cleat, I like got a pair of the cleats that Brady wears and like, you know, just so it's kind of cool to have a little bit of a collection in the closet now of Under Armour shoes where I know kind of the guys and what their research went into it, kind of similar to what I'm doing with the golf shoe. Um, so that's that's been kind of fun. But I never really was like that growing up. It's been something I've I've just kind of taking a liking to now. Awesome. Jordan. Yeah, John, Thanks for the time. Buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this equipment episode of the golf.com podcast. Special thanks to Jordan Speed and the entire team at Under Armour. This episode was produced by Sean Zock and me, Jonathan Wall. And if you want more equipment news, be sure to check out golf.com. We'll see you around.